Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland, it's the New York Yankees 11, the Cleveland Guardians 2. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy, watching baseball being played. And now, not even for me, yesterday was not enjoyable as a Guardians fan. We got... Oh boy, we got our butts kicked. I there's no other way to say it. The Yankees absolutely had our number yesterday and uh yeah, there there was nothing there was nothing in enjoy- Tim Heron coming in in relief and then pitching well. That's about the only only thing you could say. The the first inning was enjoyable. Man, hey, hey, we jump on over two runs just like they jumped on us in the first game of the series and you're thinking to yourself we we might actually we might actually do something against Garrett Cole this time, and I mean we're hitting him hard here. Quan with a single, Jimenez singles at 102.1. Ramirez doubles into the corner at 98.4. Yeah, we're we're making hard contact. Even Will Brennan smashed that ground out to end of the inning at 99.4 at 590 expected batting average, but it's a ground out to end the inning. And all right, two runs. Hey, man, we we got them on the ropes, right? We go through six batters that first inning, really make Garrett Cole work, and then he literally takes a page from Shane Bieber's book and literally settles down and dominates for, uh, I believe, seven innings as well, just like Shane Bieber did. Yeah, he goes seven innings, five hits, two earned runs, two walks, only three strikeouts on 97 pitches. Uh, he's hard hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. So Cole, I mean, literally, I, it's it's almost identical to what Bieber did the night before, which is pretty weird. <sighs> Meanwhile, on the other side of things, oh, poor Hunter Gaddis. Only last three innings, gives up eight hits, eight earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, one home run allowed on 67 pitches. He's only hard hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. But man, I it's location. It's okay. Now the thing with Hunter Gaddis, remember, we talked about can if he limits home runs, he actually has a chance to have a decent start. Right? And last year he got blown up by home runs. So th- that's not the problem here. He he gets himself in trouble, frankly, with some walks and some hits batters. Uh that really put him in a hole. In the uh, in the third inning, when the uh, Yankees like they scratch across one run in the uh, in the second, they get a two out RBI single by Jose Trevino, and you go okay, you know, a two out base hit. The guys put it in the work, he gets the job done. They get a run. All right, it's two to one game. That's okay. Then in the third inning, LeMahieu leads off with a double. He strikes out Judge, thinking great. Then he hits Rizzo. Walks Torres, and now you're thinking, all right, you, you just loaded the bases. You just this is what they did for us in game one, right? Nine walks. They gave us opportunities. Now Hunter Gaddis is turning around and giving them an opportunity here. Willie Calhoun smashes a single. This guy has been apparently red hot uh in his very short career. I haven't studied the Honestly, the bottom of this order for the Yankees is kind of a mystery because I, I haven't studied the Yankees lineup. I know the big names. I, I have known nothing of the story of Willie Calhoun or Franchi Cordero. 
but they're punishing us. So Calhoun with an RBI single. Oswaldo Cabrera with a sack fly drives in a run. And then Cordero hits the big home run. He hits the big one that makes it a 6-2 game. And uh, suddenly it feels like the Yankees feel like the evil empire again, right? They feel insurmountable again after a big three-run home run to cap this rally here. And then they come up in the fourth inning and just single, 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 four in a row. Uh, And, I mean, these things are smoked, 106.5, 104.7. And I believe at that point with the bases loaded, he goes to the bullpen, gets the lefty Tim Heron to face the lefty Rizzo, gives up a single uh, before finally getting someone to ground into a double play. So a couple of inherited runners come in to score, but he is able to work out of it with only giving up one hit. So uh, Tim Heron, in a very difficult situation, is able to at least limit the damage. And then they go on to add more runs against Xavion Curry, and they just they run away with this thing. I, I mean, the offense really, really shows not much sign of life after that. Garrett Cole, again, wasn't doing anything special. CSW numbers. His whiff rate is a 13% on the day. Six whiffs on 46 swings from Garrett Cole. He did pepper in 18 called strikes, so it's a 25 CSW total on the day. Didn't do anything special. But if we go over to the illustrator here, Hunter Gaddis is throwing everything up in middle of the plate. Tons of cutters and fastballs up middle of the plate. Everything that the Yankees hit is up out over the plate. And it's up, up above the belt for the most part. Garrett Cole, on the other hand, kept everything down. He's pounding the bottom of the strike zone. Fastballs, change up, knuckle curves, sliders, all at the bottom of the strike zone. So, working both sides of the plate. So, there's the difference. Cole kept the ball down. Gaddis left the ball up, and he paid for it. He got hammered. When Tim Heron comes into the game, he does a good job of keeping the ball down. Same with Xavier Curry. He works the top of the zone a little bit with some fastballs. Uh, but for the most part, uh, for the most part, keeps everything either below the belt or above the strike zone when Curry comes into the game. So, look, a game like this, yes, I love baseball being played. But a game like this, you're just gonna you're just beating up on yourself analyzing a game like this any more than we already have. So Here's what we're going to do today. I found some other things for us to talk about. I found some other interesting things out there that we can check in on. And uh, let's have a fun conversation about this team, where they're currently at. Uh, let's look. Um, we're going to look into the past, play a little where are they now. Look at some of those guys from last year. Like, what are they up to? Some of those guys like uh, Austin Hedges, Fermiel Reyes, Owen Miller, Yu Chang. What what are they? Nolan Jones. What are they up to? Uh, how are their seasons starting? And then uh, let's look down at Columbus. Let's look at the uh, our minor league team, and let's look ahead to the future a little bit, and let's look at what the numbers are looking like down in Columbus so far. After I believe looks like they played about ten games down there. So. Uh, Yeah, so a couple of things to talk about. We're going to move off of this game. Rick from Austin emailed in again. He said, ouch, at least the disaster happened when Cole was pitching. They probably would have lost anyways. There's always tomorrow. That's that's the most important thing, Rick, right? Tomorrow. What kind of attitude are they going to bring to this day game 
that they've got today, the series finale. Remember, you know, it doesn't matter what the runs were yesterday, right? They can still win this series, right? Take two out of three from the Yankees if they play today. So the attitude that they walk back into the clubhouse with today, that's going to be the most important part of yesterday's blowout loss. You can email in too, just like Rick and Austin does. Cleveland Baseball Mornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts out there on what's going on with this team and what it's like facing the Yankees. I know you got some feelings, right? In Cleveland, it's it's Cleveland versus New York week. Now we've got the Yankees. Then the Cavs are about to start their playoff series against the Knicks, and that's going to be an absolute battle. Uh, so, yeah, so it's it's definitely beat New York week here in Cleveland. Um, all right, so let's move into some of these things. Uh, MVP on the day? No, I'm sorry. You don't you don't get it in a loss like this. It was great to see Andres Jimenez batting second. Maybe I buried the lead a little bit here. We, we did it. I mean, we've talked about it, and now Andres Jimenez is batting in the top three in the lineup. He goes two for four on the day, scores a run in that first inning. Uh, so it's really nice to see Andres Jimenez up there now. Is it because Ahmed Rosario got the day off and Gabriel Arias started at short? By the way, he went 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. Not great. Uh, but Arias needs some at-bats, man. He just needs some time. Uh, or is this, or could this possibly, possibly be Andres Jimenez's new role? Can we keep him up in the two-hole and let it run for a little bit and see what it's like? We'll see today when he throws that lineup out for the 1 o'clock start. All right, speaking of that 1 o'clock start, Peyton Battenfield is making that start uh, in place of Savali. And I forgot about this. I, I completely forgot about this until Hamilton said it on the radio broadcast. He didn't actually pitch last year. He got called up when we went up to Toronto but never got in the game. Somehow, with all those young guys who started last year, Battenfield never actually got the pitch. So here's what I could tell you about Battenfield. Looking over on fan graphs, because he's not in the top 30 prospects, so I can't give you a scouting report on him. He's 6'4", righty, uh, and the grades they have, uh, prospect grades they have for him on fan graphs, they've got his fastball graded at a 40. This is on the 20 to 80 grading scale, remember. So 40, not that great. His slider they got at a 45. The curveball at a 50. So his best pitch, oh, not his best pitch, the changeup at a 45, the cutter, he throws a cutter, they grade at a 55. So they grade that as his best pitch, the cutter and the curve. His command, they've got it only at a 40. His future value, they only have it at a 35. So they don't have him graded very high uh, on fan graphs. Um, yeah, so getting into the numbers, uh, he's made one start this year. He went five innings. Uh, for Columbus last year, he went eight and six for Columbus with a 3.63 ERA. Eh, not not spectacular, but not terrible. And 28 starts. Uh, his strikeouts per nine are only 6.38. His walks per nine were 3.34. That's way too high. That 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 strikeout to walk ratio is not looking that great there. Um, his fielding independent pitching was 4.68, but the expected FIP was 5.27. So didn't have the best season um, in AAA last year. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, yeah, strikeout to walk ratio was 1.91. That's, that is way too low. Way too low. So 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he could do at the major league level facing facing the Yankees. We'll see how that cutter plays. We'll see how that curveball plays uh, for Peyton Banfield. Uh, so that's coming up today at the 1 o'clock start. All right. Now, how are the Guardians doing compared to the rest of the league? Right? Let's look a little bit at the team numbers and see where where do they fall? Where are they doing well? Where are they doing terrible compared to the rest of the league? We'll start with OPS, right? The the new staff. Forget batting average, right? Forget, you know, we're going straight to OPS. The the number everyone's looking at these days. And oh boy, I am scrolling. I am scrolling. Leading the league is the Tampa Bay Rays at a 945. No wonder they haven't lost a game. And 945 OPS. Uh, they also haven't faced the toughest competition. Like, I hate to be the one that points that out, but uh, they are, hey, it's incredible what they're doing to start the season. So 945 is the top mark. They're the only one over nine. I mean, the next are the Dodgers at 831 with a team OPS. Scrolling down, scrolling down. There are Guardians 25th in baseball with a 676 OPS. By the way, after spending all that money, the New York Mets are at a 664 team OPS. Not shocking that four of the bottom six teams are all American League Central teams. Guardians at 25, then the Mets, then the Twins, A's, Royals, and Tigers round out the absolute bottom of the league when it comes to OPS. When it comes to old school batting average, your Guardians aren't much better. Um, they clock in at 21st in baseball with a 238 batting average. All right. What about the little things? What about the little things? What about hits? Just in general, hits. Actually, they're not that bad in hits. Uh, 12th in baseball with 100 team hits. What about runs scored? How about that? Uh, just some old school counting numbers. They're actually 13th in baseball. They're kind of sitting in the middle of the pack with 55 runs scored. Tampa Bay Rays have 83 runs scored on the season. What about home runs, right? Everybody loves home runs. Well, not the Cleveland Guardians. They are tied with the Washington Nationals for dead last in baseball with only five home runs. Now, the ball doesn't carry in Cleveland in April, but, I mean, still, five home runs. That's The Tampa Bay Rays have 29 home runs so far. Dodgers, 21 home runs. Giants, 20 home runs. We have five. Five. All right, so what are we doing? What are we doing so well? Well, we're leading all of baseball in stolen bases. 19 stolen bases leads all of baseball. That's pretty good. How about drawn walks? Second in all of baseball in drawing walks. 58 walks drawn. Okay, so we are doing some things well. At least there's that. So, uh... I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting to check in where we are uh, as a team right now. I don't expect them to be leading the league in home runs, but uh, the last in the league, bottom of the league in home runs, that's that's got to change a little bit if you want to have some success. So uh, there are some of the team numbers. On the pitching side of things, not surprisingly, uh, we're doing a little bit better. As far as ERA goes, let's see here. Uh, 13th in baseball in ERA, so not spectacular. Uh, strikeouts, how are we doing in strikeouts? This team does love striking people out. Eighth in baseball in strikeouts. The White Sox are leading that. What about walk hits per inning pitch? Good old whip. Uh, seventh in all of baseball in whip. Uh, 1.21 with a team whip. So 
on the pitching side of things, doing fairly well. Doing very well. Uh, saves. Are we leading baseball in saves? We played a lot of close games. No, we're second. Uh, the Pirates and Blue Jays both have six saves. We've got five. Uh, so technically third uh, in baseball when it comes to saves. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's some team numbers. Not surprisingly, the pitching is looking a little better than the hitting is as a team. All right, let's play a little bit where are they now because I got curious and I started clicking around uh, and it's 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 interesting. Some of these things are interesting. I think Austin Hedges is hurt right now. Uh, so I'm not even going to bother with his numbers. I think he was put on a concussion protocol. So uh, the first one I'm going to check in on is Fermil Reyes. Uh, he's a, he's with Kansas City right now uh, with the Royals. Uh, he's had the most at-bats of like any of these former Guardians out there. He's played in nine games, had uh, 26 plate appearances. He's hitting 174 for the Kansas City Royals. He's got four hits, uh, two home runs, though. You know, he must have gotten two hits last night because he was, it was two hits, two home runs uh, as of last night, I think, when I looked at it. He's hitting 174. So slugging, you know, with the two home runs, his OPS is sitting at 704, but still a 174 batting average. So uh, he is not lighting things up. Remember, when he went to the Cubs, he did pretty well, right? He started hitting some home runs. I guess in the end, he didn't do that great. He only had a 689 OPS for the Cubs when it was all said and done, but not doing anything spectacular for Kansas City. So not not that Josh Bell is doing anything that great for us, but, uh, you know, it's not like we're missing out on anything right now from Fermiel Reyes. What about Owen Miller? Well, he's not playing much for Milwaukee. He's had nine plate appearances. He's hitting 250. So I guess they're using him as a utility guy out there in Milwaukee, uh, but hasn't really played much for them. That's kind of a 250 hitter is kind of what I expect from Owen Miller. I don't, I don't, you know, I I didn't think it was that big of a loss losing him in the offseason. What about Luke Maley down in Cincinnati, our former backup catcher? Uh, hasn't played much. Five at bats, hasn't had a hit yet. So. He's backing them up in Cincinnati, not doing much down there. Uh, again, uh, not that much of a loss. I think our catchers that we have right now are at least putting in a decent effort at the plate. Zanino's been hammering the ball, right? Uh, what about Ernie Clement? Remember our old utility man, Ernie Clement? He's over in Oakland right now. Uh, and it hasn't. Uh, he's gotten a decent amount of games. Did we see him? I don't even remember seeing him when we were out there for that series. But he's had 18 plate appearances, only hitting .056. So not going well for Ernie Clement to start the season. Are you seeing the pattern here? We we didn't miss out on that much, right? We It's it's not like the, the players that the Guardians gave up on are lighting things up right now. Um, Oscar Mercado, our former outfielder, who actually played decent in the World Baseball Classic, I thought. He is in AAA right now for St. Louis. He's he's still stuck in AAA. Uh, 30 plate appearances. He's only hitting 154. So not, not surprising to any of us there. Mercado, man, he looked like the future in center field. And just the bat just disappeared on him. Absolutely disappeared. Nolan Jones got traded to the Colorado Rockies this season, right? He doesn't even make their opening day roster out in Colorado. He's stuck in the minors. However, 
I'd expect to see him in the major soon because he is crushing in AAA right now. Unlike Oscar Mercado, who's still struggling in uh, 48 plate appearances uh, at AAA for Colorado, he's hitting 359. He's hit six home runs. He's got an OPS of 1.351 right now for their AAA affiliates. So I won't be shocked if Nolan Jones is up in the big leagues. Uh, in spring training, he only hit 192. Uh, didn't have any home runs in spring training. Had a 489 OPS for them. So you see why they sent him to AAA. But, I mean, if he keeps hammering at that rate, over 1,000 OPS, over 300 batting average, they're going to have a hard time keeping that kid down at AAA and not giving him a chance in Colorado. Will Benson, speaking of the Cincinnati Reds, Will Benson is over in Cincinnati right now. Remember when he got called up, uh, you know, Brennan, and uh, Oscar Gonzalez stole all the playing time from him. He didn't really have much playing time here. Won seven games. Uh, he's had 19 plate appearances for Cincinnati. It's not going well. One hit. One hit. 0.056 batting average right now. So uh, not 10 strikeouts, too, in 19 plate appearances. So not going well for Will Benson. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see. I guess Benson will always be linked to Oscar Gonzalez and Will Brennan because they all kind of came up at the same time. So to see who has the best career out of that group, it's going to be interesting. Bobby Bradley is out of baseball right now. He's a free agent. Nobody nobody picked him up. So that's it's kind of sad. I mean, Bobby Bradley, I know I know it didn't work out here, but he had some fun moments here. But yeah, he's out of baseball right now. Uh remember Alex Call? Remember him? He was an outfielder came up, appeared in how many games for us? Appeared in 12 games. Had 16 plate appearances for us before they rushed him out the door. Actually went on to the Washington Nationals and had 115 plate appearances. Hit 245 for them. Not bad. This year, he's he's playing. He's playing in the outfield for Washington. Uh, 10 games, 45 plate appearances. Hitting 265, 782 OPS. That's, that's pretty serviceable out there for the Washington Nationals. You know, a team that's kind of at the bottom of the league right now. So they're giving young guys opportunities, and Call as actually making it work out there in uh, in Washington. And last but definitely not least, Yu Chang. Everybody knows who listened to this podcast in years past, I was a big Yu Chang fan. I mean, number one, he seems like possibly the nicest guy of all time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I was hoping it would work out here. It didn't. He bounced around last year. Went to uh, Pittsburgh, then Tampa Bay, then Boston. He played for four teams last year. Well, he made Boston's opening day roster again. He's only had six plate appearances, so they're using him very sparingly, and he struck out four times. Doesn't have a hit yet. So not the best start for Yu Cheng. Although, again, another guy who had an incredible World Baseball Classic. I do remember his name popping up, and uh, he had some monster home runs, some really key clutch home runs for Taiwan uh, in the World Baseball Classic. So, yeah, uh, not having a good start to the season so far. And that was the problem here in Cleveland, remember? I, he barely got to play. He had 10 plate appearances in Cleveland and struck out seven times before we kind of rushed him out the door, and he went over to Pittsburgh. So uh, that's what's going on uh, with your former Cleveland Guardians hitters. I don't think there were many pitchers from last year that was really worth checking in on that are at other teams. I don't think Brian Shaw is pitching for anyone right now. Uh, 
yeah, I, there's nothing really worth checking in on on the pitching side of things. K- Kirk McCarty, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll move on from that. Let's jump down to our AAA affiliate. Let's see what's going on in the Columbus Clippers. Who is you know starting the season hot down there, and who's a guy we need to keep an eye on? Well, Zach Collins is red hot down there. The D was he DH and catching for us. Uh, in spring training, they've got him listed as the DH, frankly, uh, for the Columbus Clippers. In 10 games so far, 37 at bats, so not a small sample size. This guy is hitting 405. 405 batting average with a 1218 OPS. 1.218 OPS. Zach Collins is crushing right now for Columbus. I have no idea if there's any way Zach Collins fits in with the Major League team here. But, um, yeah, he's he's a catcher. He's a catcher in DH. And uh, in uh, 394 major league at-bats, he's only a 185 career hitter with a 622 OPS. Um, so I, I, I don't know how Zach Collins would possibly fit in with this team, but he's absolutely destroying a AAA right now. Maybe another team's going to need a catcher out there, and uh, Zach Collins makes a good trade candidate. Speaking of the catching position, I know you want to know what Bo Naylor is up to. He's also played in 10 games. He's been the primary catcher for AAA Columbus, and he's doing okay. It's a 235 batting average, so not a spectacular batting average, but the OPS is impressive. He's got a 935 OPS. It's uh, it's third on the team behind, well, okay, Eric Gonzalez has one hit in one plate appearance. He has a single, so Eric Gonzalez is a bit of an outlier here on all these numbers. Um, Zach Collins, he's second on the team behind Zach Collins when it comes to OPS. So that 235 batting average. So that's pretty good. Three doubles, two home runs. He's driven in nine runs, leads the team in RBIs. Uh, 11 walks to 10 strikeouts. So he's struck out a bunch. Leads uh, second in the team in strikeouts, but also leads the team in walks. So that's nice to see right there. Um... Next up on the OPS is uh, Daniel Schneeman, uh, but he's only played in five games, only at 13 at-bats. Next is really Richie Palacios. He's got an OPS of 908, a 297 batting average. He's hitting the ball pretty well. Again, more walks than strikeouts, 10 walks to eight strikeouts, couple stolen bases, three doubles, and a home run. Uh, so Richie Palacios is having a decent season down there. Uh, another young phenom shortstop, Brian Rocchio, 850 OPS with a 325 batting average and 40 at bats. Uh, he'd be second on the team in batting average behind Zach Collins. Five doubles for Rocchio. He's having himself a good start. Uh, three steals hasn't been caught yet. He's having a good start to his uh, to his AAA season. Uh, Micah Priest, the first baseman. Uh, is has a, now this is where things start to drop off a little bit. 798 OPS, 229 batting average. Uh, Tyler Freeman, who I mean had a chance to make the opening day roster, is only hitting 235 with a 763 OPS. I definitely expected better numbers than that from Tyler Freeman. Uh, does have seven RBIs, struck out nine times though to only three walks. Um, so not great there. David Fry, who you know. Can be a super utility guy, first, third, and catch. Can be an emergency catcher. Only a 746 OPS, a 257 batting average, which isn't terrible. Seven strikeouts to two walks, not great. 
is filling up. That OPS is supported because he's got a bunch of extra base hits here. Two doubles, a triple, and a home run. So, and then Jowenski Noel uh, is, I mean, I saw him. There was a highlight of him. He hit like one off the scoreboard. He hit a monster home run. But Noel is struggling a little bit against AAA pitching. Uh, does have two home runs and seven RBIs, but 14 strikeouts to two walks. It's a 158 batting average and a 542 OPS. Remember Roman Quinn, the the utility outfielder we got, the super speed guy? Yeah, it's not going great in AAA. 167 batting average with a 611 OPS. So those are your AAA hitters. Those are the guys in Columbus right now that are making it happen. Uh, the The pitching isn't... The pitching isn't really worth checking. They haven't had that many starts, frankly. Uh, the most they've had is two starts each. Logan T. Allen is pitching very well. In two starts, he's got a 0.93 ERA. He's got a 0.93 whip. So in nine, but it's only nine and two thirds innings. So I mean, these are so small sample sizes on the pitching side of things. I don't know. I don't know how impressed you'd be by some of these numbers. Uh, you could be unimpressed, like Connor Pilkington, who in his two starts has an 11.05 OPS in seven and a third innings. He's given up 12 hits, 10 runs, nine earned. That's not good. 218 whip. Uh, that's not good at all. Adam Scott has an in two starts has an 810 ERA with a 3.30 whip. Uh, so that's not good. He's had two starts, but he's only lasted three and a third innings. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, and Tanner Bibby, um, in his one lone start, he went five innings, gave up four hits, no runs, one walk to seven strikeouts. So Tanner Bibby had a nice debut. So Bibby and Logan T. Allen are the two pitchers down there that everybody's keeping their eyes on. Everybody's checking in on those guys uh, to see how they're doing down there. So that's what's going on down in AAA Columbus. I mean, we can get into some of the relief pitchers, but I think we've made enough of this episode, right? We've given you enough information to make up for the fact that the Guardians absolutely got destroyed in this one. So let's wrap this thing up. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. I hope you enjoyed the departure this morning and looking at some other things, looking at some other numbers, and just checking in on some things around uh, this team and around baseball. Uh, to see how your Guardians are doing. So that's all my thoughts. Again, the final from last night. It's the Yankees 11, the Guardians 2. Hoping for much better things today in this one. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at Mornings at gmail.com. Just like Rick and Austin has been doing, let me know your thoughts on the game. We'll discuss it on the show. Be a part of the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on, on Spotify. The link is in the show notes. You can leave a voicemail for the show. You can call in and we'll play it back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning.